everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Cogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. Let's get right into it. Short and sweet today. We're starting off with what I think is the most funny moment of today. I mean, this is fantastic. This is really, it's funny, okay? So, Pat McAfee, okay, uh, has a really popular sports show, which during the pandemic became extremely popular because people started uh, reverting or started moving from cable news and like mainstream stuff that like shows that were on with commercials to YouTube and alternative media because everyone was being fed lies and they couldn't stand it. And so when you go to a new area like YouTube and find creators that are specialists in, uh, you know, uh, the Russia Ukraine war, like the Duran or uh, sports, like, you know, it ended up being Pat McAfee or weather, like uh, Adapt 2030. There's all these channels now where you don't just go to a CNN and get everything. You actually go to the subject matter specialists, which are the true experts, but never had a microphone. So now you can actually find each individual creator that is the best in their field and get direct access to them. And so his show became so big and he already had big deals with FanDuel and whatnot, but he just recently got a big deal since Barstool and Penn. So Penn was a gambling company that wanted licenses and uses the funnel of the, of the people who were what, you know, the customers of Barstool to funnel them to their sports book. And they needed licenses in all the states, but it was very political. And Dave Portnoy is not liked by uh, the political elite. And so they would, you know, get, you know, they would get in trouble or they wouldn't get a license that, that they needed. It's just a disaster. So Penn dropped them by paying, uh, by uh, Dave paying $1 to get the whole business back. So he's now owns 100% of Barstool, which I think we covered here. Maybe not. Uh, and, uh, and then Penn made a deal with ESPN to partner with them. And funnel their customers to the sports book. And now with Disney behind them, because that's who ESPN's owned by, they're more credible and will get all the licenses they need. That's why they're like, here, Dave, just take your business back. Even though it was like we paid you like, you know, $300 million, doesn't matter. Just take it back. Whatever. Um, so now Pat's show is not just being streamed on YouTube. It's being streamed every single day on quote unquote mainstream media, aka ESPN. So now normies who know something's not right, but they're like, I can't go to YouTube for stuff because it has to be credible. So I can only watch CNN, you know, they're watching this stuff on, on, uh, on, on ESPN and ESPN is obviously a corporate, uh, own network. And Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee every week. This is a show that he started many years ago where he went on every week because people were basically talking crap about Rogers in the media. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to dedicate every week one hour to Pat unfiltered from me. So I don't need to go through these talking heads. I'm just going to, the people will hear directly from me. And it just blew up. So today he was on his weekly call with Pat and they're just talking to him. And Aaron Rodgers calls out Travis Kelsey, who's been in the news quite a bit lately for Taylor Swift and also, also some advertising uh, deals he's done. So listen to what A-Rod says. That was a long intro just to get into this, but this is really funny. So Aaron Rodgers is talking about the game uh, where he was at the Jets game this past week um, on Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, which Travis Kelsey pay, uh, plays for. And Taylor Swift was there in New York at the stadium to watch the game. And so he's talking about the game and rehashing it and how well the Jets did and whatnot. And here's what he said. Sort of moral victory out there that we hung with the, you know, with the champs and, and that, uh, you know, our defense played well and, and, you know, Pat didn't have a crazy game and, uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his like 
crazy impact game. Obviously, he had, you know, some yards and stuff. But I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense especially the last three quarters. And, um, that was important for us. Uh, offensively, you know, we, we, got, we got some ways to go. But I felt like we showed a lot of improvement. But we got to keep sticking together. And, and I felt like the guys after the game, uh, you know, did a good job of taking accountability, especially Zach. And, and that's the kind of stuff we need to see moving forward. Uh, so you did talk to <laughs> Mr. Pfizer. You talked to Travis uh, pregame, and obviously that was recorded. What what were you talking about here? Were you talking about different facts and what's potentially the one for you? Or were you talking about his season? Were you talking about his life? What was the conversation like? Because everybody on the Internet was like, I wonder what these two boys are chatting about. How did it go? I think some things need to be left on the field, you know, just left. To, it's, it's actually a better story probably left up the imagination. I saw some different things about uh, speculation on what we were talking about, but uh, but I've known him for a long time, and it was just a quick chat. I got to see him and got to see Marquez, who I love, and, and got to have a quick chat with Pat about how every time we're supposed to play each other, you know, one year he got hurt, one year I had COVID toe, and then, you know, obviously this year. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know. Whatever happened the, with uh, that? Middle of the night, had to take a leak, ran into something? Is that what happened? Or was it Tovin? Yeah, yeah, there was something like that that happened. I don't quite remember so long ago. <laughs> uh, okay, smart. I like that. I like that we keep the bad memories out of there because we got a lot of great memories coming in there. Listen, I think it, what it basically was was I was just trying to do two things at the same time, and I just got kind of lost, lost my track of my, you know train of thought, and it's tough when you're trying to do you know two things at the same time. So. Yeah, because COVID does get you a little foggy. Remember, mm -hmm. that is something that uh, comes from the entire thing. So maybe what you were able to do before, you weren't able to do then. COVID comes into existence, and then we go on a whole nother ride. Remember, I mean, we went on. Yeah. Your toe potentially became a whole nother side effect around the globe, that entire thing. Great, great story that was written. Yeah, a lot of them. It wasn't just one of them. Uh, okay, let's talk about a story. And you, <laughs> Mr. F How good did that feel coming out, Mr. Pfizer? You've been planning on that? No, I mean he's you know he's he's uh, doing commercials for for Pfizer, so he, I'm sure he's owning it. Two band aids. He's doing a lot of others yeah, too. He's double. got Lowe's. He could have called him Mr. Lowe's. Mr. State Farm, yeah. Auto, Junkie uh -huh. Soup, Junkie Experian, Soup, Credit Score. Experian. Come yeah, on, he's, he's doing all these things, you know. So you only saw one of them. You've been busy. You've been busy trying to get the Achilles. There's more on the way. I haven't. I, I was I was watching the game. I couldn't hear the commercials, but yeah. You saw one. But I have seen, yeah. I have seen him on I've seen him on a few of them. Him and Pat definitely have a lot of a lot of commercials. Champs, that type of thing. So I just realized listening to that again, which by the way is incredible. You gotta admit it. So Aaron Rodgers obviously on the right side of history. Uh just awesome. Just G using his platform. Uh he listens to the Jonathan Cogan show, I'm sure. I can't guarantee it, but he probably does. Uh so thank you, Aaron, for listening to the show. Appreciate it. Hope it's okay. I shared that clip. It's going mega viral, but you had to hear it in case you didn't because that is hysterical. And I just realized he took another jab at him in his response on his COVID toe. When, by the way, he hurt his toe and it was hurt all season and he was blaming it on COVID because he wouldn't get the bags, but he says he was immunized. It was a whole disaster during that season with, with A Raj. The media says he's the devil. He's killing people. You know, everything that was, it was that they were completely wrong about, but you know, of course, you know, revisionist history, they could just uh, kind of whoever controls the present controls the past. And that's kind of what's going on right now. But anyways, that's not here nor there. Uh, he was saying, Oh, with the, with, with, uh, with COVID, 
he was walking in the middle of the night and it was hard to do. Two, he said something like two things at once. That's the media campaign of Kel, of Travis Kelsey in the Pfizer commercial. If you haven't seen it, do two things at once. That's the whole, that's the whole shtick. That's the thing. So he took another jab. He jabbed. And then in his response, he jabbed again, like right hook, left hook, uppercut, T-K-O, or maybe K-O. Unbelievable. I love it. That is so funny. Way to own it. Aaron, that is just respect. It's hilarious. Um, it's just, it's, it's good to be, you know, to have amusement in this arena where you're not allowed to question things. You're not allowed to even say anything or comment on it whatsoever. You must just take the orders from Big Pharma. And if you ask questions, you should be deplatformed. You should be shamed and you should be told you are an anti, anti, whatever, anti semite, anything. Okay. Anti human, anti world, anti climate, anti everything. Okay. So that is fantastic. I thought that clip was so good. And I had to share it with you because if you didn't hear it, this is good. Mr. Pfizer's trending. And then I, what's actually the irony though, is that I believe after Mr. Pfizer was trending, Johnson and Johnson was trending, which is a big pharma company, right? Um, they had the one that just did the whole blood clots and got taken off the market. Like, I don't think there there's was like a myocarditis one. I think it was just, I think it was just blood clots. Not myocarditis, that you know, pericarditis and stuff like that. Those were the those were the other ones. Um, they used like DNA from like babies or something, and so it was controversial. Uh, the mRNAs are the you know those are the good ones. Those are the ones with the myocarditis and stuff like that, especially for young men. Uh, he gets paid by Woody Johnson, who's the owner of the Jets, who is the heir to Johnson and Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson fortune so it is kind of funny that a raj is happens to be on the one team that's taking money from big pharma because he's signing the checks but we all know a raj you know said no had to wear his bracelets around the facilities when he was in green bay with him and three other people a different color he couldn't go to certain areas because he had to show these are the unvaccinated people kind of like wearing a star something like that just to make sure we know who you are and that you're different and that you need to be ostracized and separated from society or like noam chomsky said like if if food is a problem like getting food that's your fault just starve to death whatever uh it's not our problem us good people who are virtue signaling even though we said all this thing's going to do this this and this even though did none of that we're still amazing people because we said that at the time that we were supposed to say that and so it's not about what it actually does it's just about when we say it and virtue signal with the largest companies and most powerful politicians in the world as long as we're perfectly aligned with them then we are the best people ever with the biggest hearts in fact probably such big hearts it's swelling up with myocarditis that's how fantastic their hearts are um that is just so good in fact there i think there was another uh clip on it but uh saying about how it was going uh viral but i just told you the story anyways um so other big news big news now i don't really know what's gonna happen with this but i'll play the video kevin mccarthy the speaker of the house mag gates said i'm gonna i'm gonna uh file a motion for you to be vacated because you broke your promises on releasing all the January 6th tapes, the Ukraine funding, and um, uh, uh, one-name bills. So, like, you can't just put all the stuff into a bill that's voted on and you just funnel money here, here, here. It, it has to be one-subject bills he wanted. No more just omnibus, uh, omni whatever it's called, where you just pack everything in and just pass $2 trillion. That's what he said he would hold up, and he didn't. So he filed a motion to vacate him, and the result was this. The, 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 the nays 
are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. That's crazy. So he did it kind of what he was saying was like, listen, I'm going to hold my word. I said, if you didn't keep your promises, I'm going to try and vacate you. Right. But he thought it would never go through. But I guess the actual advantage of having a small majority in the House is that if you get a few people on your team, you can leverage that to actually disrupt Washington. And so this appears from the outside to be a disruption of the uniparty. And you don't want to disrupt the uniparty. So I don't know what's going to come from this, but this is really massive. In fact, this hasn't happened in well over 100 years, something like 1876. He might have been the shortest acting House speaker of all time. I mean, just absolute craziness. This is you're going to what you're going to hear a lot about, especially in the next few years and in, in, in the rest of the decade of the 2020s is a lot of firsts of everything. First this, first this crisis, first that crisis, a lot of firsts, okay? Because we're in unprecedented territory, just massively disruptive. You have a lot of the elites trying to shape the world in their interest. You have a lot of peasants rebelling and telling the truth like us. And so there's a lot of crosshairs you can get in between and boom, you accidentally just you know take a bullet in the leg, but you need to persevere. Okay, you need to stand strong. You need to get up the next day. Even if your leg's not working, hop on your other leg and keep moving forward because we are going to win this, but there's a lot coming our way. And if you haven't noticed, the financial markets are a little bit scary nowadays. Okay. In fact, according to the MMRI, the Manorino Market Risk Indicator, right now is the most risk in the market ever. Right now, as we speak. And the bond market, you know, don't focus on the stock market. Okay, that's secondary. It's all going to play on the bond market. And Ray Dalio says we're going to have to sell a lot of debt, a lot of bonds, and no one wants to buy it. And so if we have to support our government debt by selling our bonds and no one buys the bonds. Guess what? America's in trouble. And it looks like, you know, the BRICS countries are hoping that we're in trouble. So we've talked about this at length. You can go listen to previous podcasts. I'm just saying, keep your eye out. Um, educate yourself and uh and understand what's going on i don't want to give any advice because that's not what we do here we just tell the truth here that's all we do very small player in this world although one of the few that's been telling the truth for well over a year so i'm very proud to be in this community with you and being on this journey of truth and love and joy and the future's bright and not listen to klaus stuff like that okay we do not go with the elite politicians. This is not what we do here. We do what's in our best. We're peasant first. That is our political mantra. Our apolitical mantra is peasant first. That's it. Full stop. Um, so that's crazy news. So right now there is no speaker of the house. And obviously it's a big deal because you got to fund all this stuff like Ukraine. So you got to pass up. I'm sure Biden will just send it there no matter what. Um, and you actually had the debt. You actually had the debt go up today. By like two hundred and forty billion in one day. If you see the chart of what's going on with the debt, maybe I could pull it up real quick. All of a sudden, it just like shoots up in the past couple of days. By the end of the month, we're going to add another trillion. So even though you're being told that you know Biden's lowering the debt and it's it's down a trillion, it's the exact opposite. Obviously, it's opposite day every day of the week. So yeah, I'll read to you exactly. This is from Zero Hedge. The U.S. added checks notes two hundred and seventy five 
billion with a B in debt in uh, one day. Total U.S. debt is now at $33.442 trillion, hit $33 trillion just two weeks ago, and on pace to rise by $1 trillion in one month. WTF is going on. In one day, you see this chart. If you're just listening, it's like it's going up. It's skyrockets um, uh, from the pandemic stimulus. But then recently, it's going real vertical since like literally September just now. So something's going on. I mean, this is crazy. For those keeping tabs, the U.S. added $1 trillion in debt in three months. We added $1 trillion in debt in three months. What is going on? It just doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. And just to keep it on topic, just because to, we're talking about the economy, I want to give you some stats just because you're listening, you're here, and you got to know what's going on. This is uh, from the Kobiesi letter, very good follow on X. Delinquency rates on credit card debt continue to move sharply higher. For those age 18 to 29, the delinquency rate just crossed an alarming 9% up from 5%, almost double. Delinquency rates for those ages 30 to 39 are rising faster than any other age group now at 7.5%. Higher rates and more credit card debt are hurting millennials, the same group of people who are looking to buy their first home in the least affordable housing market in history. Can the Fed really achieve a soft landing? No, they can't, obviously. They're, we're way past that. But what this is going to be, I mean, I don't know how massive this is going to be. So here's one prediction. Everyone knows what happens next. An unexpected crisis bigger than COVID hits out of nowhere. And then the Fed monetizes the crap out of the U.S. debt or deficit. Period. The end. But but inflation, guess what? When the alternative is collapse of the bond market slash USA, we get quantitative easing or yield curve control. I mean, yield curves are so out of whack. And from the U, from Goldman Sachs, it says a sharp rise in long-term interest rates combined with widening deficits and heightened fiscal discord in Congress have renewed questions about the sustainability of rising government interest costs. I mean, we're in uncharted territory. So like I said in the beginning, you're going to hear a lot of firsts, okay? It's just you got to get used to it. It is what it is. Last thing we'll get into, this one's kind of fun. Um, Let's see. Uh, so Chipotle, which uh, Bill Ackman, by the way, has made a ton of money off Chipotle, just so you know. Um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Persian Capital made a lot of money. But we're talking about automation. We talk about AI a lot. And, you know, it just makes sense that Chipotle would be completely automated. Why not? Right? Doesn't that make sense? If we're saying it's gonna, if things are going to change that fast, wouldn't Chipotle change pretty quick? So Chipotle has now begun testing bowl and salad making robots in its stores as labor costs continue to increase rapidly. This isn't the full video. It's 13 seconds, but it just shows that if you're not watching, it's a machine, takes the bowl underneath, you, you know, you put in through the computer, a little rice, it dumps it right in the bowl. Then you get your beans, you get your meat, and it comes out perfect measurement because it's computer generated. It comes out at the end and the lady who works at Chipotle just puts a lid on it and puts it in the bag. For burritos, she'll, you know, roll the burrito for now. But it looks like, I mean, we already have a fully automated McDonald's in um, Texas. So I imagine this is from CNBC, Chipotle tests automation for burrito bowls and salads. I think that it's possible this is a this is here in just a couple of years. And that changes everything because it's not just Chipotle working on this stuff. It's every major corporation. Here's the full one. and. You see the lady at the at the at the beginning. She just loads a bowl in. It goes underneath the table, 
fills it all up from beneath it while she's going across the top doing the burrito and the bowl is just going perfectly underneath and taking it out of the bottom of the rice or the bottom of the chicken, you know, or the corn. And then it comes right up at the end right here. She rolls the burrito. She puts a lid on the bowl and she puts it in the bag. I mean, it is cool and it's definitely going to happen very soon. So things are going to move very quick jobs of the, your recency bias of the last 40 years, you need to let go of that because the next 10 years, the next 20 years are going to be radically different. And I hope you become educated on AI and how jobs are going to evolve. And there's a lot of unknown that we don't know, but just be ready for massive change. And just think about if what you're doing right now, can AI do it better? Is it data in with different data out? Is that what you're doing? Because if so, ChatGPT already does better with integrations into you know all these different functions, whether it's even just Google Sheets or PDFs, whatever. You know, think about a paralegal, think about an accountant, anything that's like data in to data to a new structure of data outwards, it's going to change and it's going to be really quickly because AI just this week got improvements where you can draw like a picture, scan it, put it into ChatGPT. It can create a logo out of it. It can identify what it's saying. Like if you had a flow chart, it can then create an SOP, standard operating procedure of that flow chart. It can uh, write code uh, for like a website design that you just sketched out on a white piece of paper. That's already here, literally this week. So just understand that things are going to be changed. It's not good or bad. It just is. It just is. Oh, and the last thing I want to play is um, I told you on the last podcast, I believe, to go listen to um, uh, the lecture from the uh, All In Summit of Luxury Beliefs. Well, like defund the police, the... Um, the elites wanted that, but the regular everyday American who deals with a lot of crime really didn't want that, especially people who are poor because they deal with more crime. And there was this video that just resurfaced that I can't believe was real. I thought this was fake. I thought it was edited. This is Democrat Representative Cory Bush in 2021 talking about this is amazing. This is 28 seconds. We're going to end on this because it's just hilarious. I can't believe people just think this is normal and just move on with their lives. doesn't matter what her party affiliation is. Just the fact that she says this on TV is unreal. So she talks about how she needs private security, but defunding the police needs to happen. And she needs police because she's doing the work. Just listen to this. If you, I never heard this till today. So this is amazing. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. So... You just need to understand that we're up against people that truly, the danger is that they truly believe in what they're doing. They think that they're bettering society and that the alternative of like letting people live their lives, like be free, not debase our currency, like be safe, like have sovereignty, you know, these radical ideas that we have as peasants, they are fighting because they think that that's radical. And if that happens, democracy can't be saved. The only way to save democracy is censorship is no borders, is more crime, is increases uh, living expenses, uh, you know, massive, massive disruption in, in the stock and bond, well, definitely in the bond market, just debased currency. So it's worth much less when you wake up tomorrow, hyperinflation, maybe they think that's democracy. Okay. That's democracy. I know it doesn't make sense. You're like, do I have the terms right? Yeah, I, I'm saying it right. These are definitely the terms. Okay. It's opposite day, every day of the week. You have to understand that. It's unbelievable to say when I say it out loud, I, 
it like blows my mind that what I'm saying is actually saying it in the right order. I feel like I have the terms with the wrong descriptions, but I don't. That's how incredible this is. This is a sensational time to be alive and it could be much better as long as we stick together. We share the truth. You share this podcast, which by the way, um, I just signed up on the Fountain Podcast app. So if you want to support this podcast, you can listen through Fountain and you can send uh, uh, you could send sats. You can send crypto through it just by listening to it or boosting it or commenting on it. Uh, so I'll do I'll talk about that more at the beginning of the next episode or maybe one in the near future um, where I'm working with the team there to get it on the front page and stuff. So you can check out the Fountain app. Uh, you could support the podcast there if you want to send, uh, you know, some sats, um, you know, some Bitcoin. That'd be great. Um, other than that, I just want you to be happy, healthy, love yourself, love your neighbor, realize we're all on the same team and not to fall for any of the psyop and just realize we are in this together and we will win. Okay. Freedom is on the ballot. All right. No, we don't believe in ballots. We just keep freedom as is. All right. This is our time. We will rise. That's all I got for you today. This is the Jonathan Kogan show. I'm Johnny K. I'll see you tomorrow as always. Love you.